They may be called the next generation, but they're the church of today. Reach, disciple, and mobilize students to share the hope of the gospel. This is Next Gen On Mission with Shane Pruitt and Paul Wooster. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Next Gen On Mission podcast. My name is Shane Pruitt. I'm the National Next Gen Director. I got my good friend, my brother, my boy, Paul in the house. Paul, what's up, man? Hey, what's up, dude? Hey, I had a, an idea for us to promote this podcast. You and I doing TikTok video, dancing videos together. What do you think about that, man? I am possibly the worst dancer on the face of the planet, dude. Like in my head, I got moves like Napoleon Dynamite. But yeah, <laughs> like I think we could have a contest to see who's a worst dancer. I think that would be a because I'm horrible too. I just never did. Never got into it. Unless it's like punk rock moshing. I was really into all the the, the punk scene. So, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I can totally see that. Hey, well, as you know, Paul is our National Collegiate Director. Uh, man, we have a blast on the Next Gen on Mission podcast. And uh, thank you for listening. And we're so excited about our guest today. It's a dear friend of both Paul and I. It's Todd Unzicker. He is the Executive Director of uh, North Carolina Baptist. He is a father, uh, a husband a follower of Jesus, a friend, and he's just been um, really all things ministry. He's just a great leader. Um, mm -hmm. When I think of like mobilizing a generation to live on mission, Todd is who I think of. And so that's exactly what we're going to talk about, mobilizing a generation to live on mission. So Todd, welcome to the Next Gen on Mission podcast, my friend. Thanks. Thanks, guys, for having me. I, um, I, I'm just shocked to hear you guys are good dancers. I, for one, am an amazing dancer. I am <laughs> so much rhythm. <laughs> and uh, I can do any dance that you call on me to do. Um, just don't believe my wife or whatever she says about it. But uh, I think I'm fantastic. I love it. Hey, we, hey. Got, we got the video going right now. Let's do it right now. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no. uh, let's keep this audio and let's talk about being on mission. How about that? Yeah, there, hey, let's roll with it. Hey, Todd, real quick. Hey, at the beginning, man, at the very beginning, hey, so executive director, man, th that's a new role for you. Uh, like, what does that mean for our listeners that may not know what it means? Maybe they're a college pastor, youth pastor. What does that mean? Yep. So, uh, you know, we are we, we, part of Baptist churches. We believe in the local autonomy of every single church. And so we're not really a denomination, but we are a group of independent autonomous churches that come together uh, for missions, for planting churches, for raising up the next generation. And uh, every, most states have a, um, a state convention. And uh, the Lord has seen fit to put me in this role to lead our state convention here in North Carolina. And uh, this is brand spanking new for, for me and my family. Uh, we are honored that, uh, that God would see fit for this. And we're really excited. We desire uh, to be a convention that is on mission together. And so we believe that the church is God's plan A for reaching a lost world. And so um, we want to be a convention that is fueled by and for local churches and seeing churches be... Uh, be in Antioch, that they are sending out the best um, yes. all over to see the kingdom of God advance. So uh, we are just now hitting the ground running in this new role and uh, thrilled to be a part of it. Love it, man. Well, hey, I, I can't think of a better guy than you for a role like that, man. Hey, so before we jump in too spiritual, uh, you've already given us one saying that you're a good dancer. What is one fun fact that we need to know about Todd that we may not already know? One fun fact. Wow, that's pretty, uh, pretty interesting. Um, First of all, I was lying. I'm not a good dancer. I'm the worst. And maybe the three of us have a dance off to see who's the worst. Uh, yeah. I'm not looking forward to that. Um, you know, I, 
I am a bass fisherman. And when people think of bass fishermen, they think of bass boats and, you know, mm -hmm. Roland Martin and Jimmy Houston and all those kind of things. Uh, but I'm an unusual one in that I only fish in rivers and streams. And nice. so uh, I like to, on July 4th, be bass fishing where I don't see a soul. And so uh, you will see me driving around the state and I'll have most likely a canoe hanging off the back. And it is not unlikely for me, or not unusual for me to just pull over at a bridge and crawl down underneath and see what happens. So uh, uh, I am a, I'm a river fisherman. Uh, my wife thought when we first got married that the cologne I wore was off bug repellent because that's <laughs> kind of like what I wore all the time. I love it. Man. Hey, hey, so real quick question. Uh, have you ever gone noodling before? Have you ever done noodling? No, but I would love to. I hear that's only legal in like Louisiana and Oklahoma. And I'm just <laughs> waiting for the for Louisiana Baptist and Oklahoma Baptist to, yes. to come out. And uh, I would love to do some noodling. Dude, so you count, me, count me in too, man. I mean, right. let's go. <laughs> followed by some noodling afterwards <laughs> that is so good so he's a fisher of men and a fisher of fish okay guys so todd um we always ask this question to all our guests what do we need to know about generation z hmm. yeah good question um you know that feels like a question that i would ask you guys i actually yeah. don't consider myself an expert on next gen and collegiate ministry uh per se uh, but I see the strategic value, and that's been kind of the, the secret of our su success. Uh, I would say that God has, has given us, you know, I've been at the summit for the last 10 years. Uh, we like to pride ourselves on being ascending church. And people always ask me the question, like, how are you guys planting so many churches? How are you guys sending so many missionaries? Um, and we just believe in that line. I think it was Bill Bright that said, you know, reach the campus today and change the world tomorrow. That's We've right. certainly seen that. Uh, we've had a thousand people from our church leave on purpose with our blessing um, and go be a part of church plants here in the U.S. or overseas. And a large percentage of those um, were our, our college students and next gen. We mm -hmm. build into our discipleship model, um, sending benchmarks in their life of their faith. And so, um, you know, whether that's starting an elementary age, you know, I took my daughter on a first mission trip and that was kind of one of those wow. benchmarks. And then, you know, doing some service projects and overseas trip, their senior year in high school. And then we ask every single college students uh, to give us, you know, one summer and the first two years uh, when they graduate. And so uh, we build that in. And what I know about Gen Z is they want to make a difference. They want their career to, to, um, to have real kingdom impact. Um, I tell them when I speak with them, I'm like, hey, I'm with you. Christianity is a dumb hobby. Um, mm. I could think of a lot of better things to do with my time if I'm not bought in. And wow. um, I want to be, Jesus wants fully devoted, sold out followers of him. And why not leverage our career for the mission of God? Some are going to leave their careers for the mission of God, but the vast majority should leverage their career for the mission of God. And so that's what I find resonates with Gen Z right now. Amen. Wow. Yeah, so spot good. on. What, what was that quote? I'm going to put that on Twitter. Christianity is a dumb hobby. That is, <laughs> dude, that is so rich. That is so true, man. Uh, you know, I came, I started following Christ uh, really when I was 28. And I remember thinking to myself as I was seeking, uh, I wanted to know if this was real. And yeah. to me, um, I could not understand for the life of me. And I still have a hard time. Um, man, I could think of a lot of better things to do on Sunday morning. I could think of a lot yep, of better right. things to do be angry about or be uh, passionate about if I'm not fully on, in, in love with Jesus. And based on what he did and not only saving me for eternity, which is, is the primo, 
you know, he really saved me from, from hell on earth. And, um, uh, my passion to do comes from being soaked in the fuel of what's been done for me. And so, um, yeah. I, I just find when people are really in love with Jesus and are putting the gospel first, that sending is a natural, uh, living their life on mission is a, is a natural extension of that. Yeah. I love it. Hey, when I think of, you know, local churches who are mobilizing a generation to live on mission, uh, man, the summit church are like the green berets of that. Um, so man, can you share with us about like how some specific ways that you are mobilizing students to live on mission? Yeah. You know, a lot of the way I kind of think about it, and I know this is audio, but I kind of hold up my phone and say, you know, um, a lot of churches or ministries might think of sending and living on mission as an app. Uh, that we think of as an app of our phone. So an app of their wow. ministry, one segment. We like to think of sending and living on mission is the operating system of our church. That wow. Jesus came, uh, Jesus is called the sent one. I think it's about 47 times. I'm sure some um, Bible scholars will correct me on that, but it's around 47 times. But he said, as the father sent me, so I send you. And so we are called to live on mission, to live and be sent. And so um, that's just in our DNA and all of our age group ministries, our discipleship ministries, uh, our sermons. I mean, Pastor JD, I was there 10 years. I think he might have had two mission sermons in 10 years. And you think, wow, that's it. It's because every single week he wants to make sure that sending is a part of every single sermon. Uh, we look at it with our buildings and how we're set up. We look at it with uh, even how we do uh, baptism. We ask every single new follower of Jesus, are you willing do you believe that Jesus did everything necessary to save you? And are you willing to go anywhere he sends you and do anything he asks you to do? Those are the questions we wow. ask in the tank. We want people seeing that. Um, uh, baptism, I mean, I'm sorry, Lord's Supper. Um, we will film uh, missionaries who are in the 1040 window in hard to reach places, standing in front of maybe a mosque or a temple of some type, leading our people, wow. uh, taking the bread and the cup. Uh, because we want our people to remember that um, being uh, living sent is not the SEAL Team Six of Christianity. It's the call of every single believer. Love wow. it, dude. That is so good. I think one thing I've also noticed about you about Summit Church is you guys put a lot of resources towards the next generation, towards not just mobilizing the next generation, but also reaching all the college campuses that are around you and the next generations, the youth. I, I can tell that you're serious not only of mobilizing them, but in order to mobilize them, you have to you have to reach them first. And can you speak to that at all? Yeah, I I just think we um, you know in this role for North Carolina, um, you know I there's a lot of questions of what are we going to do as a convention, and I say well what's most important to us, um, you know as a people that's what we're going to put our resources and relationships behind. And God gives the increase, God gives the harvest. Hear me, I know that, I've, I've got two theology degrees. Humanly speaking, the gospel seems to most flourish and take off on the, on the wings of relationships and resources. And yep. so if we really do believe that um, the Great Commission is our mission, that we're gonna put our greatest relationships and our greatest resources behind um, what it means to advance the Great Commission. And that starts with our, our first mission field, and that's the next generation right here in our homes. And so uh, we just believe that. Uh, the Summit Church for the last 10 years is a part of that. I was a part of a church in Florida um, that my wife served as a children's minister and was on the student teams there. And so that's just been in our family's DNA. And there's a lot of churches here in North Carolina that that's their DNA. And we want to see that for every single one of us, that we would uh, make the Great Commission our primary mission. 
Yeah, let's make the Great Commission great again. <laughs> no. So, there's a, uh, so, there's a hat here for you. <laughs> yeah, we need to make a, make a new hat. <laughs> yeah. So, I have a question. This this term, live on mission, um, you know, it's a great term. I love it. But also, it, it can be a little vague or people like, what does that really mean? So, the average um, young adult or the ag- average youth that, that's in your church. What do, you, what do you guys try to do practically to train them uh, to live on mission? Yeah, great question, Paul. I, I think when we hear live on mission, I think uh, the average person, you know, I come into faith at 28, I thought this. Uh, oh, mission, that means missionary. That means somebody that kind of goes off and goes to somewhere they can't tell me. And I see them again three, day, three years later and they tell me some amazing stories, but I still don't really know what they do. Uh, mm-hmm. Living on mission kind of really just means being a follower of Jesus. Um, that means that we are relying daily on the Holy Spirit's leading, standing on the inerrant, all-sufficient Word of God, asking God to put lost people in our path and make us sensitive enough that um, paying my bills, doing school, working, um, you know, uh, fixing up the house, whatever those kind of things are that I'm doing the day, that I don't lose sight of my kingdom for the that his kingdom is first in my life. And so mm-hmm. um, that's what living on mission is. And I just look at if it's a job of pastors, if any pastors are listening, next gen pastors, student pastors, collegiate pastors, uh, missions pastors, is to say our, our primary role is to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. That, that, right. that is where that comes. And so if you're just, you know, you're working faithfully at a bank or a school teacher or, or a nurse or whatever you're doing and you're listening to this, the question is, is God has you there uh, for his great glory. And it is to make the name of fame of Jesus known in your workplace. And so maybe that's first simple question is, hmm, how can I live on mission today? And how can I begin to love my coworkers in a way? And we tell them Colossians 3.23, first of all, be the best employee, do whatever you do for the glory of God and do it somewhere strategic for the mission of God. Secondly is ask God, uh, my old pastor was Bill Ricketts and he just retired after 43 years. Uh, and, uh, he told me every morning he wake he would wake up and he would say, um, "Put Lord, put a lost person in my path today and give me the boldness to share Jesus with him." And that's a prayer that I've tried to do in the mornings. Mm-hmm. And um, be ready in season and out of season. Um, just tell them that you don't be weird about it. Just tell them the hope that you have, um, and hopefully they notice that difference. And you're going to explain what that hope is and invite them to trust Jesus. <laughs> that's amazing. That one habit of praying for opportunities that has transformed my life. It's I call it pray for Bob burden for the lost opportunity to witness and boldness. I know it's a little cheesy, but Uh, burden opportunity and boldness. Man, I like that. I'm going to steal that and not give you credit, Paul. That's good. <laughs> that's, that's, that is, that's awesome. I love that, Paul. Yeah. I think I stole that from someone else. So we'll yeah. see. Reality <laughs> just means forgetting where you got it from. <laughs> totally, totally. So let's talk about the mobilization piece, mobilizing the next generation. Uh, there's this movement called the GoTo movement that was largely, I think, Summit was one of the forerunners of that. Um, can you tell us a little about how that got started and what you guys do? To, to challenge students that are graduating to spend two years on mission. Yeah, this was birthed out of uh, the local church I was in and some other local churches who, who adopt the same model. Go Two Years um, is a movement of college graduates and young professionals who give two years to the mission of God, either with a church plant here in the U.S. or overseas on a missionary team. Uh, mm-hmm. A movement of 
college graduates and young professionals who give two years to the mission of God, either with a church plant here or overseas on a missionary team. Concept yeah. was birth of this. Um, if the U.S. government can have great success for what sixty years with the Peace Corps, when we say that, we know what that is. That's graduates given two years uh, in service projects. Um, Teach for America does it uh, when, when people are graduating. If if Mormons can do it with a workspace, <laughs> um, why can't believers, Gen Z, wow. I'm talking to you, why can't believers filled with the Holy Spirit? who can change the world and turn the world upside down, say, you know what? I'm going to give the first two years when I graduate. you got to get a job somewhere. Why not the mission of God be the per first and primary factor in where it is you go to work? And so, you know, you may be graduating from, um, you know, University of Tennessee or Texas or Cal Baptist or University of North Carolina in Chapel Hill, and you may say, um, you know what? I'm going to graduate with a teaching degree, but instead of moving home, I'm going to go into a city in Boston or Portland or Chicago, yeah. uh, Salt Lake City, and I'm going to go and join a church plant. Or you may take those teaching and go overseas. Uh, you may say, you know what? I'm going to put my career on hold and I'm going to yeah. be dedicated to vocational ministry and be a missionary or uh, raise support and be an intern at a local church plant. Um, imagine an army of people saying, I'm going to give two years to the mission of God. Um, that's where, where go-to is. And I just believe that if the U.S. government and, uh, you know, the Mormons and, um, and others can do this, we certainly can. And this is living on mission. Hmm. Yeah, man, I love that. I love that vision. Um, Todd, could you share briefly about just kind of the, maybe um, the discipleship process that y'all see? Because y'all also mobilize a lot of students, but you are also reaching a lot of students with the gospel that don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior. So I know this could be a whole breakout, but could you just give us maybe the 10,000 foot view of really seeing a student saved to sin? And what's that process look like um, there at Yale's church? Yeah, well, for, for, for me, this is kind of birthed out of my own experience. When I began following Jesus in September of 2004, I couldn't wait to tell my friends. Mm -hmm. um, I couldn't wait to do that. And I think new believers make the greatest evangelists. Um, yeah, yeah. And true. so um, I think, I don't know if you guys have ever noticed this. I think we have a lot of false dichotomies uh, in Christianity nowadays. It's like, are you into discipleship or evangelism? Yeah. Are you into yeah. discipleship or missions? Uh, let me tell you something. <laughs> Living on mission uh, is a natural outcropping of being what it means to be disciple making. Yeah. Uh, so if you think uh, that you're not reaching that many people because you're going deep, and I put that in air quotes, mm -hmm. um, you're probably not as deep as you think because a deep uh, discipleship leads to a vast sending. Um, Come on, yeah. Preach it. In five principle, I also look at this as discipleship and evangelism is to say, you know, look at Jesus. Um, what did he do with his words and his ways? He was calling people to follow him. Um, you know, people discipled me before I ever really was born again. Uh, people were already pouring. What does it mean to be a follower of Jesus? I mean, they were talking to me through creation, fall, redemption, uh, glorification. Um, and so I, I don't like false dichotomies. I say, hey, if God lays something on your heart to talk to them about the mission of God, go ahead and do it. My own wife's story is that um, she got on an airplane with her parents. They invited her along to come on a, a two-week, a one-week mission trip. And she took a gospel track and a Bible on that airplane and wanted to figure out what it meant to be a missionary. And God saved her on that airplane. During the mission trip. <laughs> That's uh, legit. You know, uh, mission trips are discipleship microwaves. Mm. And so I say, hey, you know what? If there's somebody in your life 
um, and you're doing something, maybe you're working at the soup kitchen or you're working at a pregnancy center, take that lost neighbor with you. Take that person that you're wanting to share love of Jesus. Let them see Jesus in action through your life um, and then have that boldness um, to declare that. And so I think we try to complicate that a little bit. Um, but obviously, if you're sending a lot of people, um, you're going to have a really good discipleship microwave because um, we want that pipeline knowing that every single one of us that profess faith in Jesus are going to be um, image bearers and declarers of his great love. Oh, yeah, I love it. So and, and I love, man, y'all's heart in that. I've, I've heard y'all share something similar before. That's why I wanted to throw that softball out there so you could just knock it out of the park. Um, and that part, because I never heard that part before of uh, just reminding our listeners to what Todd said earlier uh, in this episode of how they even asked that question in the baptism waters. Are you willing to go where Jesus sends you? You know, and so wow. I love that from day one, living sent is the expectation of the new believer from day one. So man, I love expectation that. in our membership yeah. covenant, in our membership mm. covenant at the church that I'm a member at, um, you're going to get a passport. Um, and so I would ask every listener right now, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask every listener two questions. Are you willing to go anywhere that Jesus sends you? If you're listening to this, I bet you're going to say yes. So my second question is, do you have a passport? And if you don't, maybe your yes on the table today is you're going to go online and sign up for passport today um, and maybe watch what God does. Put your yes on the table like God put it on the map. And so um, that's just what we want to yes. uh, yeah. ask everybody today. So in yeah. y'all's membership covenant, it, they're agreeing to get a passport if they don't have a passport. Exactly. I love it. Yes. I'm sharing that like crazy. I love that. Uh, a one-liner I love is that your baptism is your commissioning service. And so when you are baptized, you are sent from that moment to go make disciples. <laughs> that, is, that is so awesome, man. I love how, and actually, if the more mission-focused you are, the more the next generation is drawn into your church. And that, I guess that kind of leads to this next question. What do you tell a pastor, maybe it's a smaller church, and they're just having trouble getting, reaching students and reaching the next generation in their church? Um, what would you tell a pastor that wants to do more, but um, is struggling with that? Yeah, that's really good. Because, you know, these are all exciting things to talk about. And I know that for the vast majority of pastors, 2020 and 2021 have been rough, right? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, they're not even seeing their people. They've seen a lot of people leave. Um, they hear this and they say, man, I'm just trying to just kind of hang on to what I, to what I have. And let me just acknowledge, like, I get that. I, we felt that at the church I came from. And so, um, I understand that. Um, what I kind of remember is there's an old phrase and I can't remember who said it. Maybe Wesley's the best way to heal, um, a struggling church is to give it a, a missionary diet. And so, mm. um, you know, I kind of look at it this way. Maybe you're saying, Hey, we're just trying to get young people. Uh, Charles Spurgeon said, preach as if lost people are there and they will show up. Uh, I say this, preach as if young people are there and they will, and, and, and they will come. Right. And so start today uh, being the church um, that you believe God is leading you to be and start being that and people will, will, will gravitate to that. And, and here's the great thing about it. What I've seen is um, the next generations like this, you might have one on week one. And then you have five on week two, and then you have about 200 on week three. And chances <laughs> are they all came in the exact same car. So, uh, you know, it, um, it, is, is be ready for that. And so um, I think that's one of the key areas. And uh, 
I know that the, the, the Generation Z, what I've experienced is you know, they love to come into our home. I mean, um, mm-hmm. they're in our home all the time and invite them into your home. They love food. Every gen- next gen does. And then Amen. Feed them and uh, <laughs> share the love of Jesus and let them know that you're behind them to see them be the tip of the spear in the mission. And, uh, and I believe that they will come. Yeah, I love that. And Todd, man, gosh, this whole episode is really the, the heartbeat of our podcast. You know, we always close with this same omission charge is that the heartbeat, the vision of this podcast is to see the next generation realize they are the now generation, not just the future of the church, but they are the church right now. Uh, they're called to a mission now um, to be uh, a missionary right now. And so this whole episode has been on that. Todd, you've been so great on that. Can you just give us one more closing thought on this and maybe one practical next step of yeah, what it means to, to, let me to, to live on mission now yeah with fear and trembling let me do one thing to two different audiences that may be listening yes so um mm-hmm. one thing i would say if you're if you are a, a college student high school student a college student college graduate young professional let me just tell you right now um go to go to the website go to years.net and sign up today Yep, yep. Sign up today. Put your yes and say, I don't know anything about this, but I'm going to go and do that today. Give us a follow at Instagram and on Twitter and Facebook um, and start just saying, hey, what does it look like my life out on mission? Plenty of resources, ways to contact us are there. If you're a pastor or maybe a, a leader and you're like, man, I want this in our church. I want the next generation to be the now generation in my church. Um, what I would say to you is do the same thing. Go to go to start following that. Um, you could certainly email me. Um, you can find me on social media at, uh, Todd Unziker, U-N-Z-I-C-K-E-R. Um, I would be follow up with you on every single one of those Shane and, and, and Paul know how to get up with me as well. And let's, let's talk about this. How do we make every single church, um, an Antioch ascending church Uh, one that, um, that we will talk about a thousand years from now, because I don't care if your church has 50 people or 5,000 people, every church is called to make disciples and to be, um, about the great commission. And the great commission is, is for all churches. And so, um, Mm -hmm. we are here. I know my friends at NAM are here to assist you with that. My friends at the international mission board, uh, your state convention, um, uh, let us know. And we want to help us be all mission together. Awesome, man. Todd, thank you so much for your time. And Todd's already shared how to uh, get in touch with him, contact him. Uh, Man, uh, follow him on Twitter, Instagram. He's a great follow. Go to, like he shared, go to the website as well. Um, Todd, thank you so much, my friend. Man, you are, uh, I love it because uh, what you're talking about is not just theory for you. You live it, man. You're a practitioner. So thank Thank you you. so much for joining us, my friend. Thanks, guys. You guys are awesome and great friends. And um, and let's go tell somebody about Jesus today. Yeah, yeah, come on. And friends, hey, thank you for listening to the Next Gen Mission podcast. If you have questions on reaching the next generation, please email us at evangelism at nam.net. And we'll try to address those on a future podcast. Have a great rest of your day. Hey, and like Todd said, go tell somebody about Jesus.